Hey everybody, welcome to For the Record episode number 49. Holy shit, we're almost at number 50, yay! And that'll actually be a very special guest. Uh, we are... I'm going to keep that a surprise. I gave a little bit of a hint on our Twitter page, at Promo Shameless. Uh, go check it out if I if you figure it out. Awesome. If not, you'll just have to wait until Monday, because we're going to do the episode live on Monday instead of Wednesday. Um... But it'll be worth the wait. It's I'm I'm very excited for this one. I was very excited for this one too. Um, Segwaying to episode number forty nine. Um, this is with Night Argent. Um, a colleague of mine introduced me to this band probably about a year or two ago, if I'm correct on that. We did like just like a little uh, phone interview. Uh, kind of right when they were, I don't know if it was right when they were starting out, um, but thank you again, Stephanie, for setting this up. Um, I'm very excited to share this one with the world, but I finally got to see these guys because they jumped on the uh, Vans Warp Tour when they came to Mountain View uh, back at the be- excuse me, back at the beginning of August, and uh, they were very fun. It was a very, it was a very different kind of rock. It wasn't quite indie. It wasn't quite pop rock. It was. I I don't really know how else to. How else to describe it? I know I say that quite a bit, but I've found a lot of bands recently have been very big on merging genres, but in a unique way that it kind of is starting to distinguish themselves as their own kind of entity. Whereas a few years ago, you couldn't, you every single band you come across would sound almost exactly the same. Not saying that that was a bad thing. I still like the sound that came from it, and I know a lot of people did too. But I think a lot of bands today are starting to develop their own identity and it's very refreshing and very fun to see so without further ado we're going to jump right into this we did this over the phone um this was after the guys had just finished up uh their stint on vans warp tour they weren't on it uh, for too long like i said they jumped on the tour in mountain view and then wrote it out to the very end of the tour so that was um they were on it for a good amount of time though um so I'm very excited for you guys to hear this one. For more information, photos, we have some photos from their set actually. If you go to the photo gallery on shamelesspromo.net, um, I got a few photos from their set. I was lucky enough to catch them for a little bit during the day. And I hope you enjoy it. So without further ado, here's episode number 49 with Night Argent. Oh, and before I completely forget, um, I was getting very self-indulgent there when I was talking about how, oh, I think uh, music genres, blah, 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 blah. I completely forgot to say, the interview in with the person in Night Argent is with Mr. Shane Santana. He is the keyboard player and does all kind of the synthesizer, uh, piano, key effects, and um, all that good stuff. So I spoke with Shane, particularly in the band. Um... There you go. Just wanted to make sure I added that in. All right, everybody, enjoy.
Awesome. Perfect. How are you, man? Oh, really good. You know, still recovering from uh, from Warped Tour, you know. Oh, to yeah. Get back to normal life. But. <laughs> and you guys only did a few days on that tour, if I'm, if I'm correct on that. Yeah, this year we only did, uh, it was the last six stops. Okay. Rock. Yeah. And, man, even, even that is enough to... Warped is very weird in the sense that it both excites you and it makes you so passionate about everything and then it just it sucks the fucking life out of you at the end of no matter how long you do it for oh yeah very very true yeah very true. long days and strange hours most you know most gigs most musicians are in general used to those late evenings and you know this you're waking up early loading in and then you know, playing all day doing all the press work during the day and then you know you're done by eight o'clock Absolutely, yeah. I remember, um, I remember, like when I'd first started really learning about Warped Tour culture and 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 all the festivals and like that kind of, that kind of, the way that things were run in that sense. Um, there was some article, I think it was in Revolver a couple years ago, where it was um, all that remains was being inter- was being interviewed about Warped Tour and um, the singer. The article started off where it was talking about how. He would get a knock on his door some days at ten o'clock, and it would say, "All right, you play in an hour. Get up." And he's just like, "We don't. We're, we're not. What?" <laughs> and he would just it yeah. would totally throw him off. Um, what was the earliest time you guys played? Uh, actually, yeah, we played um, at uh, like eleven ten or eleven fifteen at uh, our stop in uh, Nampa, Idaho. That was wow. That was the earliest one. Yeah, we. I mean, we had just woken up too. We had woken up like maybe nine thirty. 940 and then we had to load everything in and yeah it was that was a uh, that was definitely rough because you know you're not really warm you're not limber you're not you know you have you're just not ready for the show yet oh yeah how what was the crowd like in idaho because i know that the tour has gone through there but i it from the bands had heard and this was several years ago so they were like no nah, it's not a great stop but that was that was a while back i mean what what was the experience like for you guys uh, actually, uh, Idaho was one of the, uh, like, from what we were on, uh, it was one of the, the slowest stops. Uh, I know uh, when we were talking to some of the people that worked there, they said attendance was uh, was pretty low as far as, like, ticket sales and everything go. Got it. Um, and then for us, like, uh, there were some issues getting this, everything set up, like, as far as uh, the venue itself goes. Yeah. So, uh, like, while we were when we started playing, uh, the doors had only been open for a very short time, so people were trickling in still yeah. like, as the, as we put our set, so then, you know, by the end of our set, and you know, when the next band started, there was a, there was a nice little crowd gathered. But I mean, for the first couple songs, we had like maybe four or five people to start off with. You know, it was, wow. It was one of those things where, with I mean, you know, things like that happen. It's no, you know, it's no one's fault. It's just, oh yeah, unfortunate circumstances. And uh, but yeah, I mean, overall, it was uh, we can't complain too much. The, the worst thing about uh, the Idaho stop was that our singer was uh, just insanely sick. So oh yeah. Um, yeah, he was he was he was feeling that really heavy, and then right at the, right at the very end of the set, he, you know, after the last note, he said, you know, he said thank you to the crowd, and he ran off stage and ran straight to the bathroom and just, you know, threw up uh, for the next five minutes. <laughs> so God, that's terrible. I mean, yeah, it's it's just one of those things. That was it's an unfortunate stop for us, but you know, still, I mean, it's one of those we're we're grateful to be able to to play all those shows and. I mean, he, the the rough ones make the really good ones that much better. So. Oh, definitely. Yeah. No, it's. I mean, um, God, where was I? I saw a perfect. I I saw literally what you described just happened to another band, but it was, it was so weird to me because 
the guy that was in the band, I was just watching them on the side of the stage. I saw him run off mid-set. He puked into a trash can, and then he walked back out as if nothing had happened. And I'm like, holy shit, you have to adapt, and you have to be able to do that <laughs> sometimes. And I'm just like, yep. I can't do that. Um, that's insane. Um, well, Stephanie told me you guys just finished up an album with um, John Feldman, if I'm correct. Is that is that true? Uh, yeah, we had actually won the uh, Battle of the Bands contest uh, not last year, but the year before. Oh, awesome! And uh, yeah, so we one of the prizes from that was a three-song EP with John Feldman. Hell yes! Um, so we, I mean, you know, there was a lot of uh, scheduling conflicts for quite a while, so it took quite a while to actually get that you know solidified and do it. Yeah. So um, yeah, over a year later, you know, over a year after winning it, we. Uh, we were able to finally solidify some days that both us and him were you know, were free. We went down to L.A. for a week and um, worked in the studio with him. Uh, and after getting started, uh, we had you know we had one good start, and then that turned into two, and then three. And he was you know he was vibing so much he went on, on like on and we did a fourth one as well. So it was I mean, well what was going to be a you know like a three day project turned into a week long project. We ended up with uh, with four four great songs from him. Um, or you know, in, in collaboration with him, and then we have one other song that we uh, we had been we actually been playing uh, in our live set for a while, but we haven't had a chance to put it onto an album. So uh, those the four songs with him, and then the one song that we've done independently, are actually what we're going to be putting onto our next EP, which should hopefully be out relatively soon. Uh, we're we're in the final uh, recording stages right now, and then it goes in for mixing and mastering, and then we can figure out release. That's fantastic. Um, what was the process like in terms of, I know you said it was a week-long project, but what was the process like in terms of writing with him? Did you guys have ideas already when you came into the studio, or was it a full-on, we're going to do pre-production, get all the songs nailed out, and like just the whole shebang? It was both. Uh, we we went down, we had, we have, I mean, we have starts, we start a new song pretty much every day, and, and there's, uh, let's see, four of us in the band are, like, uh, singer-songwriters, uh, and the uh, the fifth one is, uh, like, a, just an insanely talented producer, so he's able to just, I mean, he's, he could easily leave the band and, and hop on with uh, with Skrillex or with Calvin Harris and be perfectly fine. Nice. Uh, so, between all that, we have so many starts for songs, so many that... We went down there and we just had a million that we could have gone through, you know. So we we would sit there, we would show uh, John Thelma different ideas and different starts, and um, then we would also go in and we have like see what he came up with, what his starts were. Um, and most of the time, his starts were definitely better. I mean, you know, the guy's been doing it for you know forever. The guy, he's a living legend. So I mean. Obviously, his starts were were phenomenal. So a lot of our stuff got put on the back burner. Uh, of the of the four songs we walked away with, uh, one was something that we had started off with. The other three were all uh, from his initial brainchild. So it's one of the things where we went in, we got to see how fast paced 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 he is, he he is, and like him and his crew, they're so fluid. He'll have an idea. He'll be like, okay, I have an idea. Let's let's do this, and he'll go in and within. Ten minutes. That little idea that he had has, you know, just blossomed into this uh, initial, like, full concept for a song. And for us here, you know, where we work at, I mean, we 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 put a lot of time in, but for one song idea to to take 
like form in that you know respect it takes us hours and for him you know him and his crew was less than 10 minutes and they had that so it's just it's me it was a learning experience and it was amazing to see that and watch that happen in person oh yeah no it's um it's a completely different experience in that sense um but yeah, it's one of those things where um, you kind of you see it from a different perspective, and you see kind of the way that, uh, like, uh, not a more, I guess, uh, for lack of a better word, a more veteran crew, I guess, works. But what did what did John bring to the table for you guys as a producer in the sense of, um, like, helping you guys bring these songs to life? He he brought dynamics. That was the. Uh... That was the biggest thing that he brought. For us, we produce in this like certain mindset. We have like our certain image for the band, and we we have written and produced to kind of uh, fit that mindset. If that makes any sense, we like if we have an idea, we're like, oh, that's great, but we have to shove it back, you know, this way to make it fit into what we are right now. And with um, with with Feldman, he. Said, well, okay, yeah. well, this is your image. You know, I heard your music, and let's go ahead and try this instead. And you know, so he was a completely different uh, approach than that. So that was that was kind of the coolest thing. Was he his his, his thought was, you know, what you, you guys have a genre, but genres for the most part are relatively obsolete. I mean, you can do anything. You look at a lot of artists' albums, and they're all over the board. And he said, you guys, if the if the music's good and it works for you guys, then, you know, do it. If it doesn't, then that's fine too. But just don't, don't, he said, don't, don't get so caught up in, in trying to, uh, you know, stay married to this specific sound just because that's what you're used to. Oh yeah. And I mean, if you look at any album that he, that that guy has produced, I mean, you, you see there's such a wide range of, of genre that is tackled on, on at least within the, the probably the past five years, any album he's touched, um, it's the, the genre completely, there, there is no specific sound to it. There, there's maybe an overall tone that comes with it, but there's never been a, like, even with Five Seconds of Summer, with the album that they put out, there's like at least five different types of genres that you hear all all within the vein of rock or pop but they're all they all vary in in a sense i mean what kind of genres were did you guys touch on for this ep that um fans can expect to hear uh for the new one yeah uh well it was it was definitely uh it, it still is our alternative rock in a sense but there is uh, uh, quite a bit more pop into it as well. He had a lot more pop influence than what we normally used to. Uh, we normally stick to more of an anthemic uh, sound, something more along the lines of like Imagine Dragons, initial stuff like Radioactive, that kind of sound. But he, uh, yeah, he pushed us more in the pop direction. And uh, he, there were a few, a uh, few songs where he threw in a little bit of a, like, a, like a, a kind of a punk pop influence too which was really, really unique. And then uh, the one song, he actually slowed down and brought it down to a, um, uh, a ballad. And uh, it's in a 6-8 time, so it's a very unique uh, unique song in that sense. The first thing we've got like actually done that's not in our the standard 4-4 four, four signature that we're used to. So having that and kind of you know pushing us to, to step out of our comfort zone was... Uh, it was, was incredible. It was, a, it was something that he, you know, he just did like naturally. He's like, this is, you know, this is what you guys should do. Just, you know, don't, don't fret about it. Just do it. 
Yeah. But there, I mean, yeah, you've, you know, you've obviously heard a lot of his albums and stuff and things he's worked with. So, you know, Five Seconds of Summer, uh, he just did the Blink-182 album. So with yeah, all that that's stuff, right. He, he, you could tell he, he definitely threw some of that influence in uh, with our sound as well. And uh, honestly, what, what came out of it um, is, yeah, it's 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 pretty good stuff. I mean, uh, we're we're very very happy with it, and we are incredibly excited that we're able to share it with people. Uh, we finally got to play a couple of the songs uh, on Warp Tour this year, which we were, I mean, stoked to be able to have new music uh, that we can you know, tell people, yeah, we were over John Feldman, here it is, boom, in your face. <laughs> so it was great to share that, and we can't wait to actually get the album out. That's fantastic. I mean, it, yeah, it must be very nice to be able to kind of to have that not not weight off your shoulders but the ability to say like yep here's what we've been working on sorry we've been we haven't said anything here you go yeah <laughs> yeah it's a it's always a long process for us so we're it's a, whenever we have that stuff finalized and ready to go we we get really excited about it definitely um I meant to ask this because I always, whenever I see, a, and we, we kind of touched on this a little bit at the beginning, um, there was a question I was going to ask you about Warp Tour, which is generally, whenever you're a band that does it, no matter if it's your first or your fifth time do, doing the tour, I feel like people always walk away learning something about maybe their band, maybe themselves, um, just, beca- just because of the the chaos and... Um, like the the controlled chaos of that tour and how it kind of goes. Um, what did you guys walk away with after doing the tour this time? Because um, you did you did it for about a week or so, and so what was it that you guys I guess walked away with? Maybe lesson wise, knowing about your songs, knowing about you guys as a di- as a collective whole, um, just kind of something like that. Uh, well, I mean, every year you kind of learn a little more about like yourself and your relationship with your with your bandmates. You know, being in that kind of uh, it's not stressful, but you know, it's 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 slightly stressful environment. It it you know it, it kind of aggravates people and it puts you a little more on edge at times. So you're a little more prone to you know to conflict you know with with uh, the team that you're with. But the, I think the the most important thing we learned this year was. Uh, going in, we didn't uh, we didn't have uh, anybody for a merch crew this year, uh, which meant we had to do all that ourselves. Which is yeah. apparently, like from what we're hearing from the fans out there, uh, it's very rare like that bands will actually be uh, there in person and you know talk to people like on on a regular basis. And granted, I mean a lot of these bands are are far far beyond where we are right now. So if they were at their tents all day long, you know no one would ever go anywhere. They would just the fans would just swarm there and stay there. So. That's completely understandable. But being there and doing that, it was uh, it was a whole different dynamic. You know, getting to to hear like straight from the fans, like what you know what they're looking for and what they're there for and what they like and what they don't like. And uh, most of the people that came to our tent had no idea who we were. So I mean, it it was really I think the biggest lesson that we learned from that was that even though we've had um, we've been very very fortunate and we have a great team behind us and we have a, a great support system and we have a wonderful fan base. Um, there's still so like so many people that. We just have not, you know, interacted with and have not like, exposed ourselves to. So we need to, or I'm sorry, expose our music to, not not ourselves. Right? <laughs> uh, but you know, with with all that, there's still so far for us to go. There's still so much ground for us to cover and so much work to be done. So no matter how how successful we we feel we're getting, it's we have so far to go. Yeah. No, I completely I completely hear you. Um, it. 
What she said makes perfect sense. So, um, well, it sounds like you guys had a great time and a very, I, I, I said, I'd call that a very successful run on, on the Warp Tour, on the, the Chaos Tour. <laughs> right. We definitely would, too. Uh, I heard you uh, stopped by in Mountain View, right? Yeah, I did. Um, I that was the next thing I was gonna tell you about. That was that was a fucking great show. I really liked the way that um, I I really liked the sound and kind of what you were telling me with with John Feldman and and what he worked on with you guys. How he said he brought dynamic to it. I really liked um, the dynamic range in the songs that you were doing. Um, I I got to see. I was pretty much bouncing around that entire day. So I watched a couple songs. Um, and I photographed you guys as well. But yeah, that was you guys played great. That was uh, that was a wonderful set. Hey, thank you very much. Yeah, we we used to get a lot of feedback about you know hearing like well yeah we like the songs but they're you know it's kind of one dimensional. So like we decided with you know a five song set we figure we go you know a couple of hit songs and uh, you know a few of our own. So. It it definitely uh, changed that dynamic of of our set and of our sound and and the show in general. So I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad you glad you received it well. Yeah, it was so much fun. Do you guys have any plans to come do any other tours in the future, or is that kind of up in the air right now? Uh yeah, it's still up in the air. We just signed on with uh, AGI, so they're our, our new booking agency, and we're oh, sweet. You know, we're starting to work with them. But I mean, they they have I mean they have phenomenal artists on board, you know, with them. So we're just hoping yeah. that eventually uh with the new ep and everything if we get into uh any kind of publicity campaign with that uh it would involve something some sort of tour or you know a buy-on with someone a little bit you know farther along than ourselves yeah no i completely hear you well yeah i hope you guys come to the bay area at some point soon oh absolutely yeah we love it down there we we, man we love california in general so we, we can't wait to get back Awesome, man. Um, all right, well, we'll wrap this up since we're in the last, like, 10 minutes or so. Um, these questions I use to close out pretty much every interview that I do with a musician. Um, and I give it that uh, preface because they're, they're the same two questions. They're rather broad, but they're a good way to, I guess, close things out, if that's the best way I can put it. Um, so the first one is, what kind of message, if you have one, would you like fans to walk away with after listening to your music? Oh, uh, I guess the most important thing is if people ask us about the meaning behind our songs, and and no matter what we meant when we wrote them or when we you know produce them or when we're playing them, uh, we really want each fan to walk away with their own interpretation of that and like use that song, use the message, whatever you interpret that message to be, use that however you need to in that moment. Perfect. And lastly, uh, what does music mean to you? Music in general? Yeah, yeah. It can be music in general. It can be your music. It can be it can be what whatever it is to you as a person. Sorry for being oh, so well. broad. <laughs> oh, you're good. Uh, music. I mean, music is life. It's it's an audio art form, but it's. I mean, it's just one of those things where it's so it's so versatile, and I mean, there's there's no rules for it. You know, like you, you no know, one person can define what music is. You know, like it's all based on on personal preference, so, I mean, it just, yeah, music is life, and our music specifically is, is, is our outlet for it, you know, it's our, our way to express what we're feeling, what we're going through, so, I mean, without music, man, the world would just be mundane. Yeah. (laughs) No, I completely hear you. Well, it's like I, somebody posed this to me the other day when we, when I asked them this question, they were, 
What was it that they said? They said something like, if you want to know how much music means to me, take out music in every possible setting and then live your day and see what that feels like, which means, like, no music in the car, no music on TV, or, like, when you're... So, like, no commercial jingles, no nothing like that. And it's like, think about that and see what that feels like. And it's just, it's what you just said, music is life. That is That makes perfect sense, and there's no other way to kind of explain it, so... There you go. Oh, absolutely. It's a smart man. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, man, um, when does the EP drop when uh, we can finish this up? Or is that still up in the air? Yeah, it's still up in the air right now because we, uh, we're we still recording uh, the, the final parts for it. So oh, cool. Okay. Once, I, once we finish that, uh, it will be sent out, mixed, and mastered. So we're hoping to have the final product for the EP back within about a month. Um, but then once we get that, we have to, you know, work on the publicity campaign and, uh, and figure out with, actually with Steph, uh, you know, I want to talk to you with her, with our manager, Mike Mowry, uh, we have to figure out what the, the plan is for that, what the plan of attack is and what they want to do next steps. And you know, we have, like I said, we have a great team and we want to make sure that anything we do is, you know, like in conjunction with them, not just like on our own. Definitely. Yeah. And lastly, where can people find you guys online so they can go and check out the music? Online? Oh, no, nightargent.com is one of the easiest places to go if they hop online. Perfect. Uh, our Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Spotify, uh, and YouTube, we just released our new uh, music video for Widowmaker, which we spent three months filming, so please, please, please check that out. <laughs> there was a, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears that went into that one. So. <laughs> awesome. All right. Um, well, we will bring this to a close, man. Uh, dude, it was such a pleasure to speak with you guys. You guys, again, did an amazing job on Warp Tour. I loved the set that I got to see from you guys, and I'm um, looking forward to having people check out the music when, um, whenever it's ready to be released onto the world. Man, thanks a lot, Jared. It was really good talking to you, too, man. Of course, man. All right, take care. I will get this up as soon as possible. Sounds good. Awesome. Take care, man. Take care, man. Bye.